The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you got to do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, do I feel good this afternoon. And just like my man James in the chat says, this show officially starts a weekend for me. And for all of us, let's go. This is the Week 13 Early Edge NFL Props Extravaganza. And you know, when it's Week 13, it gets tougher and tougher in this space to call your shots. So what do you do? You call in three of the absolute very best that do this for a living. And we all do it together. So, A.B., if you don't mind, bring in the stars of the show. And the crew is back after a one-week hiatus. Look who I have. EC is here. Proppy is here. And Uncle Dave, live from Florida, is here. Gentlemen, missed you all last week. Dave, how was your week off last week? Week off was good. A little hectic, you know, at the in-laws. Lots of kids. Lots of family. Lots of... You got to go do this, honey. You got to do that, honey. And that was coming from my father-in-law. It was weird that he called me honey. <laughs> Well, we're good. We're, we're we're getting back into the swing of things, and we've got some props that we really, really like. All right. Well, EC, you don't have that issue with all the little kids running around, do you? I was going to say that's the opposite of my life right there, Coach. Everything that Dave just said, I'm the opposite. So, hey, more power to you, Dave. <laughs> well, my man, me and Proppy have been here since day one on this prop show. Great to see you back after a week off. Proppy, how are you? Coach, I'm good. I'm fired up. I need to apologize to the chat. I'm a little bit under the weather, but we're going to go with the Michael Jordan flu game today, Coach. I'm feeling very confident about my picks, and instead of little children running around, Coach, I have little cats running around. Well, we do love Goose, and we love all the cats in there, but I had buckets on the morning show. It's kind of the same exact thing. Same exact thing. I got kids running around all over the place. Uh, by the way, Ben A62 says, I missed the morning show live. Wasn't going to miss the afternoon show. That's what I'm talking about. By the way, how about a shout out to your other half, EC, Frick and Frack. Half of Frick and Frack got recognized today. If you saw the tweet, top 30 under 30. Are you proud of your boy? Coach, I, I, I don't mean to insult you or anyone else, but Spectre's the smartest guy that I know. So I'm so proud of him. He is. He's a genius. He's like a computer. I mean, he's got more. He is a genius. Did I? I'm so proud of him, though. Did I say anything? I just make. I was just sitting here listening. Just make it. I'm so proud of him. Did you see who's on that list, Coach? Anthony Edwards, Lamar Jackson's on that list, Ronald Acuna Jr. and Specter. Seriously, that's the list. Go check it out. He's amazing. Everybody keeps asking about him in the chat. He will be back. I just don't know when. 
but he's very, very busy. As you can see, he's one of the top 30 under 30, whatever that is. We're so incredibly proud of him. Specty, we love you, buddy. All right. Now, gentlemen, we got a lot to get to. And I can always count on one of the three of you to come out of the gate strong. Give me something I can really sink my teeth into. A blue blood type of pick. EC, what do you got to start in the special teams category? Are you sure you meant to lead into this prop with that intro? Maybe I mean, very I made nice a coach. Yeah, I was going to say, you might have made a mistake on that lead in. <laughs> Listen, we're going with Matt Gay over one and a half field goals at minus 135. I love to go with field goal kickers against Tennessee. So Gay had three of them against the Titans in week five. Last week was the first time since week four that a team did not kick multiple successful field goals against Tennessee. It's because they were playing Carolina. It was, what, one and ten? Yeah, you, it makes sense why. The over is nine and two against the Titans uh, as far as a team kicking multiple field goals against them. They've given up 28 made field goals in 11 games, and Matt Gay is over this in five of his last seven. Seems like a good formula to hit this week, even at a little – you know, chalkier, a little juicier, less juicy, whatever you want to phrase it. Minus 135 is not my favorite price, but it seems like an easy winner. Right, Coach? Yeah, every time you see easy winner, that means it's not an easy. Did we hit this last night, by the way? I should have known better. Did should've we? Known. We, we, we? We did, actually, last night. Yeah. The under. Yeah, he kicked yeah. no field goals. Yeah. Yeah, so we had an under field goal prop last night. I almost quit on the spot. I was like, this goes against everything I believe in, Dave, is under one and a half field goal prop that cashed. Do you wow, feel like this kind of, this is, I've got to feel like this is your space, Dave. I, I, I'm offended for you. Are you? No, I'm glad to dump this um, mantle <laughs> right into EC's lap and let him become the kicker guy. <laughs> You're the kicker guy that never gets invited to the parties, that never gets invited to the training table. Accurate. Kicker's yep. over there. Mm-hmm. As, Peyton say, as Peyton Manning would say, he's just a kicker. All right. <clears throat> now, many of you ask me every single day, where do we make these field goal bets? Actually, nobody asked me that, but I know you're thinking it. Now, new BetMGM customers right here, right now, can sign up today and get $200 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10, and you will receive $200. Instantly in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome, with bonus code EDGE200. That is bonus code EDGE200. And I can tell you this, in true honesty, that because of all of you at home, we are now actively in negotiations with BetMGM to move forward together just because of you. Couldn't do it without you. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, all of the odds here on the early as provided by BetMGM. So let's move over to rushing props. And probably this is where you walk in. And it's hard to believe that the Steelers are very much alive in the playoff discussion, and yet the Chargers have become an absolute dumpster fire. But yet you have one on each, and we're fading one, and we're playing one. You're up. It is an interesting contrast, Coach. And, yeah, starting with the Pittsburgh Steelers, going to go with Najee Harris over 13 and a half rushing attempts. If you're a Sportsline subscriber, you'd know that I put this on the site already, gave it out at 12 and a half. I still think it's playable at 13 and a half. A lot of the hype and the talk has been surrounding Jalen Warren. We've seen his role in Pittsburgh's offense continue to grow, but Najee Harris is quietly having a pretty productive season, and that's been kind of one of the the, the lone pluses for this Pittsburgh offense has been their ground game. It's certainly the focal point of their offensive attack. And we've seen Najee Harris continue to produce very well. He's only been under a 50% uh, of the carry sh- carries attempt uh, share one time this season. He's cleared this in seven of his last nine games. He's also cleared this in six of seven Pittsburgh victories this season. The reason that's relevant, in my opinion, is because Pittsburgh are five and a half point favorites against the Cardinals, who have one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL this year. I expect a heavy, heavy concentrated dose of both Harris and Warren, and I expect Harris to easily eclipse this number, end up somewhere north of 15 rushing attempts. And then I'm going to fade Austin Eckler against the Patriots. The Patriots quietly have the best run defense, according to EPA, in the NFL this season. We're going to go under a 51 and a half rushing yards. It's been a disaster for New England, but the one thing they've done well is they've been a very good run defense, and, and the Chargers, frankly, just have not been able to run the ball effectively or efficiently. Eckler is averaging under four yards per carry. He also doesn't look 100% to me. He lacks his normal lateral quickness and burst uh, averaging less than four yards per carry. And he's really best utilized out of the backfield as a receiver. Uh, So I just don't see a lot of rushing volume from this Chargers team who's facing a New England defense who's uh, primarily a pass funnel as well. So I just think 52 yards is a pretty big ask, especially against this New England, very stout rush defense coach. That's why we're going to fade Austin Eckler here. And somehow the Chargers are favored by six. In this game, they have been awful, absolutely awful. Love this play. I'm seeing like 17-13, something like that in that particular game. Uh, By the way, Bob T says, AB, how do we find the early edge parlays on BetMGM you guys keep bringing up? Well, Bob, we put those together ourselves. Right now, there is not an official early edge parlay of the day. We're working on that. But EC always puts his own together, so that's what we've been doing. Every bet that you see, you can find on the site – just put them together, and that's how you come up with the number. So that's how you do it. Just put the pieces together so you got to pay attention and have your paper and your pencil ready. There you go. Just like you have to be ready for our next superstar. Uncle Dave is ready to go. He has not one, not two, but three plays in the rushing department. And, Dave, are you surprised at all? 
and maybe maybe you aren't that because of the Titans just dismal play lately we're seeing numbers for Derrick Henry we haven't seen in years does that surprise you no because he's getting up there in age and he's he's struggling a little bit the offensive line isn't as good but it's not gonna stop me this week in rolling with him I'm going to take the over on his rushing coach, 62 and a half yards. He tends to play well whenever the Titans are in a competitive game, not a blowout. So, for example, Henry has, let me pick a number out of thin air here, uh, 63. 63 or more rush yards in four of his past six games. The two games he didn't have 63 rush yards, total blowout loss for the Tennessee Titans. Indy, by the way, just two blowout wins so far this season. This should not be a bad game script for Derrick Henry. Moreover, this is going to be Indianapolis's last game without suspended defensive tackle Grover Stewart. I'll save you the numbers. You can read about it on Sportsline, but their metrics with and without him are very stark. They are not very good defending the run without old Grover flying around on the field. And <laughs> look, I, I think Henry gets a good dose of work. I think he's had he's had a massive, I don't have to think this, I know this, massive 3.3 yards after contact per rush. That's really been the bread and butter whenever he's had a good game. I think he continues to take on contact, shove it off like he does, and then you see him go and rip off big runs against this weak Indianapolis defense. So Henry over 62 and a half rush yards. I saw it at minus 119. I would shop around on that, uh, on that price. Next one, Jameer Gibbs. Let's go from old, slower running back to young hotness in Jameer Gibbs. Yes. And his total is only 44 and a half minus 115. We're banking on this explosive talent, taking advantage of an improved matchup. Already league average against the run. The Saints might play without Marcus May, without Cameron Jordan, without Pete Werner. Those last two guys graded very well in pro football focus against the run. I would expect the Lions to take advantage. I think they're going to deploy both of their running backs, but I think they learned something two weeks ago when they gave Jameer Gibbs single-digit carries. The very next week, it was against Thanksgiving. It was a short week, double-digit carries. That's the world we want to live in with Jameer Gibbs. And over the last three weeks, with David Montgomery back in the fold for the Lions, Gibbs is averaging 11 carries per game. He's also averaging 5.1 yards per carry per game. So if he gets around 11 to 15 carries in this matchup, which is now more favorable than it is on paper because the Saints could be without some of their starters, I think he can easily go over. So I'm taking Gibbs over 44 and a half rush yards. The last one. Oh, maybe this is the biggest one of all, Coach. Oh, let's go. Antonio Gibson over 11 and a half rush yards. Oh. All right, listen, Antonio Gibson is not nearly as sexy of a name as Jameer Gibbs, and no one's really starting this guy in fantasy, and it's only sprinkle-worthy because the number is so low. Gibson's gone over this week total each of his past four games. He also happened to play one more snap than Brian Robinson last Thursday, so it's almost a 50-50 split when the Commanders earn a game chasing points. You think they're going to be ahead and playing with a lead against the Dolphins? That would shock the pants off me. Any running back worth the darn should be able to get 12 yards on four carries in the National Football League. Gibson's had at least four carries in three straight games. Every single running back against the Dolphins that's had at least four carries, this is a, I, it's, it's such a stupid set. But every single one that's had at least four carries easily gets over 12 yards. That's really all there is to it. The number's too low. Gibson over 11 and a half rush yards, minus 125. Uncle Dave, don't ever, and I repeat, ever do that to me again. 
I do not want to think for even one second about you with your pants off. Okay. Let's not see? do that again. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although apparently it didn't mess with the chat as much. They love the Gibbs pick. I'm thinking about you with your pants off. They're thinking about the Gibbs pick. What is this show coming to? What is this show coming to? You keep teasing that. You keep teasing that. We might be off the air before we're even on the air on CBS <laughs> Network. <laughs> now, you guys ask me questions all the time. I try to answer as many as I can, but this one is always right. If you're always wondering, where do I get these experts' picks a full hour before the show? Well, it's Sportsline. It's the fastest-growing sports betting community in the world. Use a promo code COACH, and I'll give you 60% off the quarterly plan. Do not text me, and then I got to text EC. Then he's got to text his boss. It's a whole big thing. It works. Just don't hit the monthly or the yearly. Hit the three-month. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. What's crazy is that Buckets did not know that quarterly meant three months. I can't make that up. <laughs> now, it's true. It's true. I'm now, shocked. <laughs> All right, EC, I'm coming over to you because it is now time for what I consider my favorite props of the week. I love receiving props because they can cash in one catch, most of them, unless it's a catch prop, then it cannot. So, EC, let me come over to you because both of yours could do it technically, and we saw it last night with DK Metcalf. One catch, cashed is over, that's all it took. What do you like this week? I don't know if we're casting this next player's over on one catch, Coach, but we'll give it a try. You know, Uncle Dave talked about the Washington Commanders. Well, I have a couple of Commanders props this week. We'll start with Curtis Samuel over 35 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. So over their last four games, Miami plays zone more than 80% of the time. Yeah. Curtis Samuel's first read share against zone, nearly 18%. And he has nearly a 14% target share. Last week against Dallas, he had a 12 target, nine catch, 100 yard game. And now he's going up against a guy named Cater Kohu of the Dolphins who gives up nearly an 85% catch rate and nearly 130 passer rating. Just to translate that, it's not very good. Curtis Samuel's getting 36 receiving yards. At least I'm betting on it, so I feel pretty good about that prop at minus 120. And then let's go to a guy who has actually been on a tear of late, and that is Michael Pittman Jr. of the Colts, over 72.5 receiving yards at minus 115. He has a 28.5% target share with Gardner Minshew and a whopping 37% first read share. Now, I know he only had five catches for 52 yards against them the first time, but in four of his last six games, he has had 12 or more targets. 
He has 80-plus yards in four of of those six games, including two 100-yard games. And excluding Carolina last week, the Titans have gotten torched by number one receivers. Deontay Johnson, if you want to call him Pittsburgh's number one, seven catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown the other week. Mike Evans, six, 143, and a touchdown, and seven catches, 103 yards, and two touchdowns to Calvin Ridley. Not only do I think Michael Pittman will go over the 73 receiving yards, I think he'll score a touchdown as well. There's a same-game parlay opportunity for you on BetMGM. You always have to bring us down, don't you, EC? I can't help myself. I know. Well, Ben, our man Ben, who's very, very smart, you guys know that, says, man, I can't wait for this to reach network TV. See, Ben, what we haven't told EC yet is that he's not allowed on television. So that would end his run here on the show. I'm enjoying it while I can, and that's all that I worry about. Let's hit these props this week, and we're on to next week. Hey, I like I like where your head's at, EC. I like where your head's at. Laser focused, as is Proppy. Proppy, let me come over to you, because I have felt the disrespect this week. But I'm not even an Eagles fan, so I can only imagine how you feel about everybody, including the sports books, thinking that the 49ers – Going on the road, favored by three in your house. So you know there's going to be one wide receiver that's also going to take that personally. Who am I talking about? Talking about A.J. Brown, Coach, and we feel like Rodney Dangerfield, a real lack of respect this week, Coach, but we're going over 72 and a half receiving yards for A.J. Brown, getting a hefty discount on this number for two reasons. One, A.J. Brown, after that blistering start to the season where he was going over 125 yards in six consecutive weeks, he has struggled over the last three weeks. He's failed to eclipse 66 yards, but watching him, I still believe everything's fine. The target share is still where it should be he's still the focal point of the Eagles passing game I think Jalen Hurts looks good as well but he's also facing a very stout 49ers pass defense so as a result we're getting a hefty discount on this number but I'm a sucker for a discount coach I'm going to take it over 73 and a half even in a tough matchup I feel like they're going to lean even heavier on A.J. Brown, we know Dallas, Dallas Goddard was just ruled doubtful for the game, so it's going to be a highly, highly concentrated target share as well as Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I also feel like the 49ers can push the Eagles into a high-volume passing attack there as well, so we could see an uptick in volume as far as Jalen Hurts' passing attempts are concerned. And the 49ers, despite being a very stout pass defense, are a pass funnel because teams try to keep up with them because of how efficiently they're able to score the football so I like A.J. Brown a lot in this matchup, despite it being very difficult. And then would you like my other receiving prop, Coach? I would love your other receiving prop. Okay, we're going Logan Thomas over three and a half receptions, tight end for the Commanders. Uh, as far as the Commanders are concerned, they're the highest volume passing offense in the NFL. If you look at Sam Howell's passing attempts this week, the line is set at 38 and a half. That is gargantuan. You rarely see a quarterback listed with that many passing attempts, but against the Miami Dolphins team who can certainly push and will push this commander's team, uh, I could easily see Sam Howe throwing for 40-plus times. And Logan Thomas is the closest thing that they have in uh, Washington to a number one target. I know, obviously, uh, they have a bevy of receivers there, Terry McLaurin, but as far as the percentage of Sam Howe's attempts, Logan Thomas actually commands the largest target share there. So he does get the majority of the work. Miami's also 
very good at guarding uh, the, the back end of the field. They allow things over the middle, short parts of the field. That is where Logan Thomas primarily operates. He has a 6.7 A dot average depth of target. And Miami's also pretty adept at getting quick pressure. So as a result, I think we're going to see Sam Howell have to get the ball out of his hands fairly quickly. They've struggled protecting him. And I think this matchup is just very conducive to Logan Thomas finding success over the middle of the field. That's why I like him to have at least four receptions in this game, Coach. Yeah, don't you think that maybe the game script for the Commanders because they're playing the Dolphins will be ball control? And this is a guy that can certainly do that, yes? Absolutely. Love it. Next level right there. That's how you validate one next-level capper to another, EC. That's how we do it. Now, there are tons of next-level cappers all over the platforms at CBS. Of course, we're the best. But where can you catch them all? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. A.B.? We need the sports news anywhere. We've got breaking news to bring you. Then get your sports anytime you want them. Big trade news overnight to discuss. Because we know you need sports all the time. A lot of movement in the rankings this week. A legend adds to their legacy. We're bringing you that breaking news right here on HQ. CBS Sports HQ, anywhere, anytime, all the time. Now, where people tend to get in trouble the most is with, well, what we like to call sexy picks. And those are with the sexy players, the quarterbacks who make all the money that all the cheerleaders wanted in high school. But sometimes you got to be very, very careful because you can have lines that are just off based off of matchups. So, EC, as I come over to you, you just heard Proppy just talk all about the commanders. Do you happen to like their quarterback this week? You know, a coach four commanders props at least on the show this week. I mean, that's that's got to be a record for a team at least this I season. Think so. I'm going Sam Howell over 263 and a half passing yards at minus 115. So through the first 12 weeks of the season, not including last night, who leads the NFL in passing yards? None other than Sam Howell. He has 300 plus yard games in four of his last five. And as we have discussed in this game, we, we think Miami's going to go nuts against them. And uh, the game flow might be in Sam Howell's favor. Plus, my man Spectre's AI has him at 313.2, which is 50 yards above this number. Feel really good considering these trends, plus our AI model, that this over of 263 and a half hits. And then finally, I love trends. That's what I'm all about the trends, coach. So if I told you a trend is six for six in, its, in the player's career, you can't argue with that, can you? CJ Stroud's over one and a half passing touchdowns. A little juicy, minus 145, but he's six home games, six multi-touchdown passing efforts. How can you argue? Denver, on the other hand, they give up 13 touchdown passes in the first four weeks, only six since. But I'm not afraid of that. I'm going with the Stroud prop. He has 300 or more yards in each of his last four games. Oh, by the way, that same AI model says that he's going to throw 3.1 touchdown passes, which is a full touchdown over this number. I feel really good about it. Let's go Stroud over one and a half passing touchdowns. I love Frick and I love the AI model. What a smart group they have over there. And I'm glad that you were able to work those into your analysis. Now, hardcore analysis in the chat too. Uh, Zach says that was EC's problem in high school. But Big Cheesy as always has your back. He goes, EC always had girls wearing his letterman's jacket. He was swatting them away like flies. Is that true? Well, do you think I had a Leatherman a letterman jacket? Come on. I mean, we all... <laughs> Do you think I was competent enough to play a varsity sport? Well, let's be honest. I was the I was the announcer for Chaparral High School, the PA announcer and the TV sports announcer. I don't think that surprises 
anyone, especially on this screen. It does not. It does not. I will not pull out my Letterman's jacket to embarrass everybody. Multiple state championships, multiple Division One athletes that I played with in high school. But that was just a couple of years ago. Just a couple of years ago. <laughs> now, <clears throat> Dave, we already talked about the Texans game because the Broncos play the Texans. And I think there's been a negative connotation or the last year with Russell Wilson, but he's now playing like one of the best efficient quarterbacks in the entire NFL. What do you like on him this week? I, I like him to take that efficiency and spin it up into big numbers for fantasy, but I'm really focused on a specific number for a player prop and it's his pass attempts. Russell Wilson's going over 30 and a half pass attempts at minus 113. I looked around this number. You can get it lower than 120. I would recommend you do so. He's averaging 29 attempts per game on the year. It's even lower in his past six at 26. But I think a lot of that has to do with the matchups that he's had. This one against a good Houston offense, there is serious shootout potential in this game. The total's at 47. That makes me think that there's going to be a lot of points scored. And if that's the case, I don't think it's going to be done with Javante Williams running the ball. I think Russell Wilson is going to have to throw in this game. And quarterbacks have had to throw against Houston 34.8 pass attempts per game over the balance of the season. I know a lot of that has to do with how opposing offenses are forced to throw because the Texans are putting up points. And I understand that Denver's defense is definitely improved, but to the point where they could absolutely shut down C.J. Stroud, you can go ask EC, you can go talk to the AI model, and you know that that's not going to be the case. The thing that I love about Stroud, by the way, is that he makes big-time throws, pressure's on him, windows are tight, he gets it done. So even against this tough defense, I expect Houston to keep up its end of the bargain on offense, and that forces Russell Wilson to throw the ball just a little bit more. And that's why I'm going with Russell Wilson over 30 and a half pass attempts. But I've got one more, Coach, because when you, talk about, when you talk about sexy quarterbacks in the National Football League, they don't get any sexier. And Will Levis. I love it. Yeah, no one, no one, no one loves Will Levis. No one wants us. And I don't want it either. It is oh, sexy. We're taking the under on this one. 31 and a half pass attempts, minus 117. He's been under this considerably in his past two games with two very different game scripts in those games. I think Derrick Henry gets rolling. I've already said what prop I like with Derrick Henry earlier in the show. If that happens, then Levis, by nature, won't have to throw too much. And I think Mike Vrabel would actually like that. On the other side of this game, they're playing the Colts Indianapolis, already one of the league's top teams in rush attempts per game for their running backs. So this matchup could be shortened by both squads running the ball. Three of the last four quarterbacks to take on the Colts coach. 31 or fewer pass attempts. That includes Baker Mayfield last week. So this is kind of what teams are doing against Indianapolis. Running the football, shortening the game, slowing down the pace. I think Tennessee has the master's degree in that. And that means that Will Levis won't have to throw a ton. He's only exceeded 32 pass attempts twice in his five games as starter for the Tennessee Titans. Dave, the respect that you are showing me right now, clearly when you are doing your handicapping today, you checked out my TikTok lock of the week, which is the Colts. And I didn't say exactly what you just said right there about Will Levis, but it was kind of in the vicinity. It was kind of similar to what you just said. I said he stinks lately. 
And that's why the Colts will win this week. Very similar. Yes, Just be careful good. using that term. When I used it a few weeks back, it went very badly for me. Oh, he he had a, he, was that the four touchdown performance? Uh, was it? No, no, no. It was Devin Singletary. Oh, uh, right. playing like Adrian Peterson. Yeah, that wasn't good. Because he we did pulled look his like on this show. Dave, how can you pick against a guy that puts mayonnaise in his coffee? He like, doesn't, doesn't. So, like, this is something that I actually researched during the draft process. He did it one time. He did it as a dare. Um, same thing with eating the banana with the peel on it. Here, look, I've got one. Do okay, it. By the way, it's disgusting when you eat a <laughs> banana with peel on it. I did it on a different show. It's horrible. I do not recommend it. He doesn't do those types of things, but I think he's the type of guy where if you're like, hey, I dare you to do it. It's like, okay, cool. I'll do it. So, Will Levis, I dare you to not throw 32 passes <laughs> on Sunday. You know he's watching right now. He just walked out of the team meeting for Friday. The walkthrough is all over. He goes, man, I got to go catch that prop show from the early edge. Uh, by the way, speaking of idiots, uh, me and Proppy last year were going to do the chip, you know, the hot chip thing. Yeah, sure. Where, yeah, we had like a year long about people didn't even know this. This is like I'm telling this for the first time. We had a year long bet and whoever lost, we were going to make do it. And then we started seeing stories <laughs> about everybody who was doing the chip. And there were some bad outcomes. So we decided privately, maybe we should change the bet. And we just never made another one. But I'm not tasting that chip that you can get it mobile six in a in a package and then oh man what were me and proppy thinking clearly he must have just had the chip because he had to leave very very quickly all right now you guys know how we end this show it's different than every other i like to ask my guys of the other plays on the show which ones do they like the most so ab if you don't mind throwing them up there ec when you look at what proppy and uncle dave did today what do you like well, I'm going to start with Proppies. I love the Logan Thomas over three and a half receptions. I mean, I'm all over Sam Howell's passing yards. They're going to have to be, th they're going to be throwing a ton. I think uh, Thomas will get his four receptions. So I am all for it. As far as Uncle Dave's picks, I actually like uh, most of them, but I actually, the Will Levis one, you know what? I'm on board with it. I, I like it. For Tennessee to have any chance against the Colts, Will Levis is not throwing the ball more than 30 times. They need to right. run, run, run with Derrick Henry. So I'm rolling with that. I, I think that is my favorite of the many great plays from Uncle Dave. You have to turn it into a 30-minute game. That's what you have to do. you got to cut mm -hmm. the game in half. And to do that, you can't pass the football. Uncle Dave, what do you like of uh, EC and Proppy? I think the Titans and the Colts both want to do that, and that just makes the prop all the better. And the correlative prop between the two of them, it should be a good parlay payout if you decide to go that way. You could put a little sprinkle on that. Uh, I, it, Proppy and I had a conversation before the show about the Najee Harris prop. I love that one. That's actually my favorite prop of the week. So I'm mm. going to say that that's my favorite from Proppy. And EC spoke to me when he was talking about Sam Howell and he got into all the numbers, what he's been doing lately. And I know that Sam Howell has basically been a passing machine because the run game has been kind of mostly hit or miss. I did this with my hand, but really I should have just done this with my hand. It's It hasn't been good for Washington lately. And so the number just being 263 and a half, I, I know it's the Dolphins, and, and they're going to turn over Sam Howe at least once. I still think he can get to close to 280 yards. So that's my favorite one of what EC put up there. Yeah, I tend to agree with you because I also believe that because they announced this week, there's a lot of reports out there that Ron Rivera, out of respect for him, they'll let him step down at the end of the season instead of doing it midseason, all that. So now I think they open up the playbook more than what they have and just say, hey, let's try to win these last games for Ron Rivera. 
and that would mean really opening the playbook up against a team that also wants to score 40 points. They're I mean, not they're not playing for Ron Rivera. They already know he's a lame duck coach. They're pl- Sam Howell's playing for his job to be a starting quarterback in the NFL going forward. They don't the care about Ron never Rivera. never been on a team. Never True. been on a team. True. You don't understand That's right. what it's like when you I've been on slow like pitch softball. Like- <laughs> That's what I've done. You would be the guy that shows up with the two cases, trying to get everybody to like him. Hey, everybody. We've got Budweiser and Bud Light. That's you, EC. But I would love to have you on my team. Would have loved you for that. Too I cheap. need somebody to carry the bat back. All right. <clears throat> Do not forget, you want to play these props when they're given out. We don't give them out on Sunday for a reason because my guys move the lines. Do not tweet at me. Do not text me. Say, Coach, that, no, that was eight yards ago. We gave them to you on Friday. Period. End of story. With all that being said, two big shows on Sunday, noon Eastern, live from Florida, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time as well. We're going to get you set for all the action in the NFL. But in the meantime, have a great Saturday. Enjoy Championship Saturday. Uh, EC, how do you feel about that Bo Nix plus 140 Heisman ticket? I think we can take it to the pay window right now because we know what's happening tonight, Coach. Oregon big. And with all that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know. Like you said, 